Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Jeff Palmer of 850FT coming to you from Wilmington, Delaware. Jeff, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm good. It's just another beautiful Friday. Nice, um, nice hot one in here. Not too, uh, I don't think the humidity is too bad. That's the one thing about Delaware or the East Coast. You know what humidity is. <laughs> That's certainly the case. So we, obviously we're here to talk the business, 850 FT, Jeff, but before we just dive headfirst in Give us a little bit of context on this 850 FT. When you describe it to people, what do you tell them? How do you explain this business? We say 850 FT is essentially a interval based training. It is using all the things that are pretty much all the common sports medicine of today. Uh, when you hear the number 850, is because through my I wanted to catch phrase name like P90X or something something that was simple. And then I checked in and there was 850 muscles in the human body and then we work them out at full throttle. And so it's all about interval training, quick bursts. Um, we try to mix up the dynamics of what we do, whether it's Tabata, whether it's time intervals, whether it's circuit training, um, basically all the things that we're doing, what we're doing it with a minimalized gym equipment in a very simplistic area. I think it was a little, a couple of years ago, I saw something that I thought hit the nail on the head. A guy named Duffy, who's a ex-Navy SEAL, he trains the cast from the Avengers movies. And yeah, he works with Scarlett Johansson. He's worked with Chris Hemsworth. He talks about with different styles. But what I thought was interesting was he put the reporter through some of these little brief workouts. And he said, look, fitness is essentially this big. But marketing makes it this big because everybody's trying to find their particular niche you know let's face it you're and i have a very good friend who is a um he trained he's a nutritionalist a bodybuilder himself from for many years same age as me and he gets all these women in shape they all adore him and they are and he's really good at getting people slimmed down but he's also said to me like look <laughs> go to a boot camp and watch a guy who was weighing like 250 pounds. And by the time he comes out of three months of boot camp, he's essentially weighing 190 and he's slim in the body fat. It's not a complicated thing to get the body to move and get the body sure. to be active and get it stronger and healthier. And I've also learned that through martial arts. And so with an extensive 40 plus years of martial arts background, I understand what the body can do and I understand the dynamics. So for me, it's like, okay, let me use this. I don't need things more than just the spaces around me to get in shape. Yeah. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when we talk about the best method or what's optimal or whatever that conversation is. Human beings haven't evolved that much in the last couple hundred years. Mostly everybody has two arms, two legs, and the fitness component isn't all that complicated. Where the fitness industry really separates itself or, or the, the good separate from the not so good mm. is in the experience, right? It's in the delivery. It's in how you make people feel throughout that process. And you described the friend or the colleague that you had and people love him, of course, because they get results, but I would assume because of the journey along the way, right? right? So for you, take me back a little bit. I'm interested in the origin story here, Jeff. When did you get this whole thing going? When did when did 850 FT get off the ground in the first place? Um, the the crux of it is is a series of interesting forks in the road that started. So while I was teaching martial arts at AKS, and a friend of mine, well, my girl, my my ex fiance at this time, uh, she uh, and her friends had seen Billy Blanks, who I know through mm -hmm. class and through mutual friends. You know, because I've watched him also going on the tournaments for years. And Billy was doing his Tybo as warm-ups before matches. We'd always sit there and go, what is Billy doing? And he's doing his jab movements and everything, too. He's got his headphones on. He's, he's essentially started. It was the beginning phrase of his Tybo. And then he started getting that industry going in Los Angeles. It became this. And 
LA is always about the, the next niche. He had a six o'clock more uh, in the morning class, five o'clock in the morning, the parking lot was jammed full for people trying to get in there. And he had classes of 60 or more. So we started doing things along those lines. Um, I started mimicking that. Then we started doing that with the karate school. I started work doing this at her, her school as well. And then, yeah, it was just a time where it was like, okay, the, the, the karate studio wasn't this place for it. He wanted the, the, the owner wanted to use this space for other things. I'm like, okay, well, you've got a pretty good movement. These people want me to keep doing this. I'll find, I'll take it off your hands. I'll, I'll, I'll go someplace else with it. And that another friend at the Paladin Clubhouse who, you know, helps with rentals and stuff. She said, listen, we got a space here. We'd love you to actually bring that over here. And I thought, okay, well then check out the gym. We use it. It's a half basketball court. There's, there's things that we can stack our dumbbells on. We're going to need some sort of equipment. I'll bring it in here. And I've been there ever since. So basically I just pay for the rental space out of that. And mm -hmm. then people, as they come in, they just have, I sell punch cards and my partner, Polly and I, I've been doing this, you know, for over two decades and got really good results. The thing is, is that, you know, it has to adapt. So the one thing I've known, and this is what uh, at Grandmaster Parker has always stressed to me was that you have to adapt to the student. You can't just have a set way of doing things. You could talk about how to do this, this technique, but what happens when you have a student that comes in, he's only got one arm. How are you going to adapt the martial arts self for that? You have to be prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. So the technique that the rest of the class is doing, they can't do it, but you still want them to advance. And martial arts is always about, it's not necessarily just about self-defense, it's also about self-discovery. And that's what the true meaning had always been. And there's nothing that gives you a greater jazz than seeing some kid who's, who's overweight, who's splitting his pants, getting into a, get a horse stance, and then he continues to evolve and you watch him push through, and then all of a sudden he becomes one of your best black belts. And sure. you see that empowerment come through there. We're seeing women who never thought that they were going to be able to achieve that level of fitness or that capacity within themselves and find that inner strength. You get a jazz out of that that you just can't put money on. So that carries over to what we do at 850 FT. Yeah. And so it's been quite a while, right? You said two decades of doing this. One thing that I wanted to ask you about from the business perspective here, you said that we went the punch pass route. What spoke to you about the punch pass route versus a more traditional membership kind of idea? Because uh, the punch card for me has just been that I wanted to give these people a chance to continue to come in here. And, you know, their commitment is going to be that we're going to be here. You want to get serious about this and come as you come as you can. And we've had a lot of traffic coming through. We've had classes where we've had 20 people in there. And sometimes there's been like five or six. It, it would vary. Pandemic, I'll get to that in a minute. Made that sure. So, <laughs> we'll explore um, that idea for sure. Yeah, no, it, 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 but that caused an evolution itself too. So the the thing is just that I've had people that are in their 20s, I've had people that are in their 70s, and they're all coming to class. Again, I have to adapt. This woman can't do push-ups, but I can have her doing things against the wall that are going to be the equivalent of, and then, then I suddenly turn around and like, oh, damn, look at that. She's She's actually doing some of the push-ups now. Everybody can get there, but you have to adapt it and everybody's looking. Sure, it's, it's, a, it's a scaling. And yes, so the, the, the saying in Okinawa, there were many paths that lead to the top of the mountain, but when we all get there, we can clearly see the mountain. And essentially that is what I've always worked with for these people. They're all taking on this path. It's not the good thing here, but we, we're going to get there. Yep, and so, the pandemic is an important part of this. <laughs> you, you've been doing this for two decades, and I'm sure that there's been hurdles and challenges along the way, but probably no more so than the last 24 months-ish. Mm. How do your membership numbers or how do the number of clients that you have now compare to 2019 or early 2020? Did you guys take a pretty good hit? It was a hit. It's still a hit. Um, they're coming back out of it. They, I would say now that the the fear um, and the trepidation is going, but like I said, these are all some older clients too, who have to take care of themselves. At the time of the pandemic, you know, I had to be very careful where I was putting myself at because I'm taking care of a mother who's, you know, I mean, she passed last year peacefully here at home, but um, I had to be careful what I was bringing home. If I had any hint of a, of a COVID on me, I, that would have been, that would have been it for her. So, 
we were being very, very careful of what we were doing. We had to figure out a way, but because some people just like, could you please figure out a way to do this? So you could do this like Zoom or through a Facebook feed or something. And I thought, I said to Tom, I'm like, all right, they don't, that's, that's touching. It's inspiring. They want us to figure out a way. So, all right. We started doing the classes in my basement. Yeah. I, have, I covered up an old musky wall. I mean, my I, I wish my wall looks as good as the wall behind you. Um, it doesn't. So I had these banners made, 850, with our logo on there. And I put them up behind us and stuff. So it gave it a little bit of a better look. And then um, Polly and I just started doing our classes, just going right into the feed, right into the camera. Mm. And it works, I mean, and watching the chatter for people, people would chime in and type in on their computers, just, you know, as if woo-woo or other things like that, or what was that, or oh my God, or so they were still doing the class participation on their keyboard, and that motivated us to keep on going too. The challenge was, you know, you have, we're doing this stuff to music sometimes, it's timed. You got to find copywritten music or not, or copyright free music. Plenty of challenges. That's that, that's for sure. That was interesting. That was like, oh, they're they're silencing us because I what yeah. I had a, a second of Steely Dan over here playing before we started class. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram cracked down hard on that. But in in a nutshell, you guys were able to at least keep some semblance of operations. We were doing it virtually. Now that you can operate, we're what I assume is one hundred percent normalcy. Right, you're back to full yeah. capacity. We are. Now that you're back, what's been working from a, a marketing standpoint, or how have you been able to get the 850 FT brand out in front of people so that they know that the business exists in the first place? Amazingly enough, as much as we would do marketing pieces where we would put it out, you know, we we do our banners in various places. We would just drop off our cars and try and get advertising, get people to just to come in and see us. The one thing that has consistently worked, and it's this way also too with the martial arts school, it was the word of mouth was just this buzz thing and nothing sells you better than a client. Interesting. I mean, it's not something you really want to have to depend on. You really want to try and find ways to get people to feel comfortable to come in. But when somebody you know, who is all about and all jazzed up about these workouts that they're getting into and how much fun they're having in class, you're not going to get a better marketing piece. Yep. And so you know, marketing 101 is relationship with the client. The client feels like you've got their back and they're going to have yours. So, you know, that essentially was always, has always been to this day, the most successful way of advertising. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I find that, especially in fitness, you said both the martial arts and this more traditional boot camp style, both really found success through the word of mouth and if we have people that are willing to go out on a limb and share this with their friends and family of course we're going to take those leads right we'll take that all day long what you said there i think is important and i'm glad that you called it out we don't want to come to rely on it but we're gonna we're gonna take anybody and everybody that we can through that kind of a route have you thought about now post-pandemic doing any kind of different strategies to get some people in you mentioned earlier we've had pretty packed 20 plus classes and we've had some classes with just a handful of people have you guys thought about kicking around any ideas of new marketing strategies you know, i mean you get these uh things that'll pop up with facebook about how they can you can take the videos that we were doing because we were still up and up until recently and it got got a little obnoxious after a while we stopped doing the um the live broadcast because we were doing oh, 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 I see. We still had people doing it um, from their homes, even though we were back in the clubhouse. And after a while, though, it was more like, okay, I'm teaching to this camera, and there's only one or two people there. Meanwhile, I got a classroom behind me. I can't, I, I'm, I'm ignoring them. And these people are, you know, I'm playing to a camera that really, guys, you got to come in. You got to start, you got to get over your fear. You got to come in. You know, we're, everybody's, everybody's vaccinated. We're doing, we're doing all the safety measures. Yep. Um, but I, Facebook gives you a chance to actually still put some marketing out there. Have I have you tried a website it? that I've not really, I haven't really touched the website in, I don't know, I don't know how many damn years. That one, because it really wasn't doing anything. So I'm inactive on, getting, inactive on I'm the getting website. better results from, I'm getting better, I get better results from, from just like the, the postings on Facebook and as, as yeah. well. 
have you tried you mentioned that facebook posts or at least prompts you to to put some money into have you guys given that a shot at all not yet not currently okay um i'm not sure i'm I don't know. There's something about that that I'm a little trepidatious about. Um, I don't know if I, how much more business I would get out of it that way. I think for what we do, because we're still in, in one area, one spot, um, that I thought I need to, I need to keep it in somewhat of a local sense. And there have been things. No, there have been times that odd things have happened because I put it up on a website or I put it up on videos up on YouTube. Somebody had come in class and said, "Oh." Um, yeah, I, I'm like, how did you, how did you find this? You know, I, you don't know anybody here. You know, no, no, I, uh, I just googled Tabata in Wilmington, in Delaware. <laughs> Tabata, you mean, you know. found this by searching Tabata in Delaware. Are you kidding? I thought that was hysterical, but there's some of the yeah. videos that I put up on YouTube. That was the way to find me. I think it's it, that brings up an even greater point, and that the majority of people in our industry are really great practitioners, but marketing is not something that they teach in a martial arts school. Marketing is not something that they teach in a personal training certification. And so is it normal to not be the world's most expert person on marketing? Yeah, of course. Right. We're all trying to figure it out and and kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Take me to the next step in the process. I'm interested in how the, how somebody will actually sign up when they reach out, you just kind of alluded to it. Someone's interested in working with you guys. How do they go about actually signing up? What's that sales process look like for them to then be able to attend your classes? I give them three free classes to figure out if they're going to like us or they're going to hate us or if they're going to hate us in a good way and they're going to keep showing up anyway. Yeah. They probably um, know after one. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going, they should. And that, that's been pretty much successful. Look, you're going to find people in here that, Look, my, my, my income is not based off of this. I have a day job. You know, my, my partner, Polly, she's, she, she's a, she heads conference services at the University of Delaware, you know, and we've been best friends forever. And I couldn't, I, I, I would really, I couldn't do this without her. I don't think she would probably say the same thing about me, yeah. but you know, cause I count on her input and she's, she's, she's older than me and she can still smoke me on any workout. Okay. Mm. So, uh, you know, a, a, the epitome of what fitness can do. I mean, she went through the exact same surgery that Peyton Manning went through with a neck fusion. And she did it without any million dollar doctors and still recovered back from it. And then she's back into the classes full swing. So, you know, if, if for me, she's, she's, she's my MVP. Um, but for going, when people come in, I basically just, they gave them the, I say, look, here's your three free classes. Here's your punch card, three freebies. And then here's what it is. And so we're going to, this is what, how much it costs for a group of 20 classes. We punch this. This is going to be you're essentially what you're getting is a personal trainer for an hour. Um, and you're getting it for, you know, less than 10 bucks, a class, a workout. And we just keep that going. And that has carried over the vibe. And then, yeah, we do other things too, to sort of incentivize it. Like do this, get, get somebody to come in here and they sign up and they buy a punch card. Then you get these bonus cards of five free classes and so on and so on and so on. And again, for something that has been a very, if I say a very simple formula, changed, tweaked for over 20 years, we get bored easily, but we've, it forced us to get creative. Pandemic forced us to get creative. Yeah. Not alone in that boat. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, I mean, when your experience, what, what you've gone through, I mean, have you, did you, I'm assuming, did you do zoom things as well? Zoom workouts? 100%. 100%. Okay. And so therefore, how, all right. So what, what are we using here today? All right. So today you need um, heavy dumbbells and then you're going to need, um, you're going to need a phone book and you're going to need uh, a kitchen chair. And okay, we're going to just start doing this. And now we're going to do these gallons of water. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's essentially what we, you know, that's how we got through this. And yeah. by the way, when I go back, I look at it like we, we, we did some pretty damn creative stuff back there. That was pretty good. Yeah. I think, I want to highlight one of the things that you said and that it's not a full-time income for you. I think that gives us a little bit of artistic license and creativity with how we run the business because you aren't reliant on that income. I think you probably would have done things a little bit differently had you been 
this year full-time gig and we would have needed to grow it and, and make it a little bit more profitable without but question. now not much okay no i said without question oh without, without question. question absolutely without, without question. question i would have had to have done things if i was depending on this for a living then this thing would have been an entirely different self my also my you know even though I, I'm a, I shake my head, I'm sure every follicle that would have been left would have been analyzed. Look at me that. now, right? I have, I have friends who own their martial arts schools. Look, one of, one of my black belts is uh, he's down in South Carolina right now, and he, he's, he decided he walked away from his job as a pharmaceutical salesman. He said, No, I, I really want to do this. But then he, I'm like, How did you? All right, Scott, how'd you do it? He goes, Well, I got this book on how to run a martial arts school. I'm like, okay. But he found out, look, there's the one thing too I also want to say about is for marketing in the martial arts. There are companies out there that do the marketing for you. You can sign up for them. Um, EFC, Educational Funding Company. Um, I've gone to some of their seminars and seen what they've done as far as, sure. and they, handle, they have these patented marketing things. They put the, the, the ads out there, the banner ads in the newspapers or the things like that too. And then, you know, you're paying them certain percentages and stuff, but they also have marketing tips and school tips on how to run a business. So, so much so that you get these creative ideas. Like, yeah, we, we need you to get a school bus license. <laughs> what? You're going to run a program the way you pick the kids up after school and take that load off of their parents. So you can drive around to the schools, pick these kids up. You have a study room here, which they did. They put in there and the kids got to get in there. They got to do their homework before class and they have to have their gym bags ready. And then when they're done, they have an hour to do their homework and then they get in here and they start doing the workouts. That took the load off the parents. You know, it's yeah. a higher paying program. But again, this is something- and That's what makes creative. entrepreneurship so fun, Jeff, is that you can uh, get creative with it. I ain't doing that. I'm not doing yeah, that. No, I'm no, it's certainly a, a different model. But it's a creative idea. There are, there are it's ways. certainly a different model. And, and I think, I mean, even within specifically fitness or specifically martial arts, creating a program for youth and creating a program for Gen Pop, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, just looking to move a little bit better and feel a little bit better, vastly different in the execution of it. But you mentioned that, that a colleague of yours went full-time is that idea in your head at all to, to take this business and really make something up, of it? I'm coming up on decade six next year. All right. So, and other people, uh, well, I appreciate all the accolades of like, you know, oh man, you, know, you don't look at, you don't move it. Well, yeah, thank you. But, you know, it's not about the mile. It's not the age, it's the mileage. And um, if once retirement starts come around, you know, Polly and I have talked about putting together things ideas for when we can put ourselves in that we're not going to have the, it gave us the freedom of not stressing over that this has to be um the, the way that we survive you know that we're, we're paying our bills we're making our income off of this when you have that load off of your back you can actually approach this a lot freer a lot stress-free and you just have this sense of ease and just get through it i'm like okay yeah we're just going to continue to do this as long as people want us to do this it has carried over that way. So there's a freedom in that. Now, that's not any great coaching way for any business owner out there as a practice. But it does, as your personal life goes, it's an easier thing to deal with. So I think it's it, it, it brings up an interesting perspective, though, because there's this sort of continuum of I don't need the money so I can operate with some level of freedom. Yes. If this was full time for you, I do need the money. So we are a little bit hard pressed to make something of this. But on the other side of that, we're doing so well that I don't need the money. And now I have that freedom again. Yes. It's sort of a, in a similar ish position. And I think that's where everybody that starts a business is trying to get to that. That financial worry is a little bit less monkey on the back, if you will, and more, I do this because I enjoy doing it. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Jeff, you, that is- You love, and then you're no longer doing any work. You're basically right. getting up and it's, it's, not, it's not a job. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation that you and I could have for hours and hours, but as we <laughs> run a bit shy on time here, Sure. Why don't you, you start to wrap us up? Why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this? You mentioned a website earlier. Where can they learn more about business? 
Yeah, I'm not going to recommend the website because I haven't really doodled with it for a while. If you want to actually see us, you want to learn about what it is that we do, you want to sort of jump into the fun. I've still kept the videos from the live feeds up. You can look us up. It's 850FT. If you look us up on Facebook. And there you're going to see, you'll see the banners and the memes about what the workout of that particular day is. Why I always post it before the workout. And then you would see the videos that would go along with that. And um, just get to see exactly what it is that we do. Now, granted, this is during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. So attendance was still, you can go back and see some of the older videos from the day, way back in the day. When, I mean, because I we teach them, we train the Wilmington rugby teams and get them in shape for the season before they're out there. It's always funny to watch some of these guys that are supposed to be young studs and they're, I'm like, oh, uh, girls, you want to come in, ladies, you want to come in here and show these guys how it's done? And meanwhile, the people that are like, they could be their kids. I mean, they're smoking on the workout. <laughs> so um, you look us up that way if you if and see what we do. And then you can contact either Polly and I, Polly, we are. Um, through me uh, through this Facebook feed and then let us know what it is that you're looking for and we're not a nutrition program but we have things that we can advise on that and then we can also direct you other people to the things that we we're not necessarily specialized in if that's something that you need sure yeah so to everyone listening connect with Jeff and the 850 crew on Facebook as he mentioned Jeff this has been a bunch of fun I really appreciate your your willingness to contribute to the overall conversation I think entrepreneurs need a little bit more of this back and forth and, and exploring where we can all improve a little bit. So like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds for you. And I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate your time, Joe. Thank you. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Tony with Tonit Studios out of Illinois. Tony, what is going on today? Happy Monday. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, happy Monday to you as well. It's a good day. It's one of our busiest days of the week, you know, the start of the week. So it's been a great there day. We so there we go. Like We appreciate you being here. And so, you know, Tony, obviously what we want to start off here with is just kind of giving you uh, the floor, right? Just kind of let you open up and, and give us a little rundown and a little explanation, a little description on how you would describe Tonit Studios. How would you describe it to somebody? So we're a boutique fitness studio that focuses on functional fitness and resistance training. Um, we primarily do group fitness classes, but we also provide one-on-one -on -one personal training as well. Um, our personal training clients also are very much um, included into our group fitness classes as part of, as part of their training program. Um, but yeah, it's very much a boutique studio. We're not too large yet. And I say, yeah, because the growth is definitely something we're looking for in the future. Um, we started this during COVID um, and hope to grow, you know, as time goes on. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. And I think you definitely will, right? You guys are still fairly new. And so, you know, um, Tony, let's start with the bare bones basics here. How many, how many, how many members are you serving currently? So right now we have about 95 members that are active. Um, about half of those are actual uh, monthly members where they pay a monthly membership. The other ones are either drop-ins um, or maybe come like once or twice a week and don't gotcha. need to take classes. Um, and then we have about 22 one-on-one um, -on -one personal training clients that are active right now as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so, you know, for you, 
what's been the best method of getting these people through the door, right? New people, new people who've never seen your gym, right? Getting new eyes on you. What's worked well for you guys at Tone It? As far as marketing and getting people to come in, social media has been huge for us um, and showing results as well. So just the reach out on social media on Instagram and Facebook um, has been absolutely massive. Uh, I also did virtual programming um, during COVID and right before COVID hit. And a lot of results from that program and sharing that on social media helped us tremendously. Um, I also worked at gyms and studios and park districts in the area around the studio prior to opening. So a lot of my following came in from there. And like I said, then from there, we went from, you know, just transformation pictures on social media, really pulled a lot of our members in and then word of mouth from there, definitely more of like the grassroots where we really like connected with our community here. And uh, the word of mouth has been awesome. Our community is very supportive of our studio because there's not really too much like us in this area. Everything is much more cardio based um, where they're using, you know, hit cardio on treadmills and rowers and stuff like that, or spin classes where we're kind of like the only resistance based uh, boutique studio in this area. So that's definitely helped us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's super important. Right. I think people don't realize how important it is to one show results, right? For proof. But number two, just to be able to build that community, right? Where people can just talk and be like, oh, go go see Tony. Like she's the one who's gonna help you get in shape. And I love that. And I love that you know that you're not a commodity, right? You know that you're unique, you know you stand out, and you know your competition. You know, that's great. That's great. That definitely that definitely makes you a, a big asset there in your community. And you're unique. Right. You have the personality too on top of that. You can't, you can't fake that. (laughs) Yeah. And and we are unique and I'm very much involved with my members here. I'm not just behind the scenes, which is very nice for the community here. Um, They like to come because I teach half the classes. So I hold the whole morning program of classes where the trainers that I have on staff, we have 10 trainers on staff. They pretty much hold the evening and weekend classes. So for a lot of people, they get to see me um, every single day in a lot of the classes. So that's kind of huge for the community as well, that it's not just a bunch of different instructors and the owners behind the scenes. So that's the nice little touch that we have here too. That is big. That is big. It feels more genuine, more authentic. Yeah, absolutely. you know, Tony, for you guys, right? I mean, like, I know you said growth is, 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 is eminent and it's big for you and it's important. I mean, how much higher can you go? Let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, how many more members could you handle? Well, if we were to grow, um, I would take it out of the boutique aspect of it and I would go more into a gym setting um, where we would have okay. like a fitness area where members could come in, have a membership, work out on their own, and then have the group fitness classes as well um, and go a little bit bigger, hire on more personal training staff and just be more of a, you know, I, I guess I don't want to call it a typical gym, you know, more, it was, still wouldn't be traditional. Yeah, I don't want to go traditional, um, but just a little bit larger than what we're currently doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, that, yeah, that's good. Meaning that you could handle more, right? So yep. is there an estimate of where you want to be that's comfortable for you guys? Um, I would like to pretty much hit, right now, like the square footage of my space is about 1800 square feet. We have a group fitness room and then we have a personal training room and then we have a front lobby area. I would like to have at least triple that size. Um, and I would like to carry on about triple amount of the numbers, um, have more group fitness classes running at one time, have different, different group fitness rooms, um, and have then one large space for, you know, like the cardio and machines and a lifting area and things like that. So the, 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 the want to expand is definitely at least triple the size of what I'm doing now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's great. That's good that you know that. I love that. I love that. And so being, because essentially, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, are you a one woman team here? Are you just yeah, you handle I am. all the time? Okay. Single mom, women business owner. Uh wow. did it all myself. I started out in my garage actually, um, with my daughter at my side and uh went from you know, then working at gyms and then working for myself, opening up my own studio by myself. There's no one else with me, there's no partnership, it's just myself. And uh wow. so good, but yeah, doing it as a woman yeah. business owner and single mom. 
I was gonna say you gotta throw a superhero in there as well. You know, yeah, right. So, I mean, geez. <laughs> all moms uh, are superheroes. We gotta give them yeah, all credit. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, holy cow, that's that is a lot. And nothing to to just walk past. I mean, congratulations to you there, right? Thank I mean, you. seriously. Um, and and to ask, right, to kind of lead to my next question here is how do you manage tracking that? I mean, it's you basically to a hundred people, right? How yeah. do you manage those metrics, those numbers? So I'm a hustler, you know, I, this is what I do. Um, I, I love the hustle, but honestly, um, so I, I made it my full-time job. I don't do anything else anymore on the side before I was, you know, doing personal training and maybe a side job on top of it. Um, now it's full-time. This is what I do. Um, I, mind body has been a huge platform for me that has been able to track everything for me and kind of makes it easy for me. Um, so I definitely use mind body as a huge, um, asset for like, tracking all my clients and all the numbers and all the classes they make it really easy for me to like create all the programming and things like that but um prior to me having the studio i ran a lot of the programming at the gym that i did uh so i did a lot of the group fitness programming there and prior to that if, before the whole fitness world a lot of my jobs were you know managing um operations and stuff like that so it kind of came naturally to me yeah that's awesome yeah so you actually have that little bit of a the business savviness that you do need, right? Because I mean, nobody becomes a gym owner because they want to run a business. They want to help people get into shape. And right. so I think the fact that you have the duality of being business savvy, but also being a fitness professional is awesome. So that's great there. And so, you know, here's going to be a little bit of a longer question here for you, Tony, but a good question in itself, right? And I think if you need to repeat anything, just let me know, but it, it kind of correlates with everything we've been discussing, right? So uh, there's three pillars of business that we pretty much use every day in the fitness gym industry, right? That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your client acquisition, which is your sales, right? Which is converting them from being interested to being a paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three Tony, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Ooh, um, we do a really great job of getting people to sign up once they're in the door. And we do a really got, great job of getting them to buy the next ticket price up by like converting them to personal training and buying that higher ticket price. So we do really well with both of those actually. Um, I guess it would definitely be the marketing of getting more people in the door. Uh, right now, like I said, I've heavily relied on social media marketing for the most part and word of mouth, but I do feel like we could definitely do more community outreach and maybe bring in sales another way. Um, so. And, and right now we're, we're being contacted by, you know, like class uh, pack, um, you know, different groups that off, offer where you can split, like buy packages to different gyms in the area. And then they get like a class pack to different gyms and they can come in. So like something like that, maybe we can consider, um, but definitely getting more people in the door is where we definitely need to improve on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there too, just because I mean, like regardless of success, you're still able to be transparent with us, the viewers, right. myself. I mean, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I think it's the eye opener for the viewers because it's like a lot would be like, Hey, well, she's killing it. You know, a hundred members. I mean, come on, like what else could she be doing? But there's always room, which also is another eye opener. It's like, there is no satisfaction point. There is no point no, of comfort. Never. There's, you know, so I, I love that. I love that. There's so much more to do. So, so thank you for that. And so last two questions for you here, Tony, my two favorite questions. Um, first one being, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Long-term would be to open more locations. That's definitely on, on the plate for sure. Um, right now, I live in downtown Chicago, and my current studio is in the south suburbs. So I definitely have a little track out to my studio every single day, um, which isn't a problem. Um, you know, that's where my client base was, and then I made the move back to the city. So my goal is to open up another location in Chicago, in the inner city, and then kind of go from there and open a few more within the, within the city. Um, so that that's there we still run virtual programming as well i like to you know 
take advantage of that programming as well, because that's where a lot of the fitness industry is headed. Um, group fitness is great for us. One-on-one -on -one is great for us. But I do think there's more to explore with the virtual world as well. So I definitely want to dive in a little bit deeper um, with that programming that I'm already holding. We're, we usually run it every eight weeks, our, our online programs. But this year, with a lot of people wanting to get back into in-person stuff, um, we definitely cut the summer program but we are bringing it back for the winter um so you know i would like to explore the virtual world way more after this year for sure i love that i love that it's such so, so many aspirations and just things that you it's just the way your verbiage you already just know you're going to do it. it's just like in due time like i will do oh, it yeah. so that's awesome that's awesome tony and so one last question for you here but my favorite question and, uh, you know, Tony, if you could go back in time here, right, to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now, and uh, really give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Be more aggressive. Um, when I first signed my lease at my studio, you know, I probably could have done better on pricing and especially being in a COVID world at the time, um, I feel like I could have been more aggressive in, um, as far as pricing goes. Um, same thing with a lot of other th things that I've taken on. I, I just could have been more aggressive and probably talking things down at the time, um, which, you know, at the beginning of opening a business, you know, that would have been beneficial. Now we've grown, so it's not so difficult, you know, to manage those expenses and that overhead. But as being a new gym owner, I think looking back, I think that would have been my first bit of advice is don't, don't just kind of say like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is the price. This is what it is. Start signing off on things. I think I would have definitely been more argumentative on some of the, uh, the contracts and stuff that I signed for sure. I think that was definitely my biggest setback in the beginning. That's awesome. That's that's a mic drop of an answer because that people don't think about those things, and that that's great. No. That's such a good point. And I don't think people realize like once they're in their leases that it can still be argued down. You know, like you can you the the cards are in your favor. They want you there. These you know these landlords, these you know owners, they want you there. So definitely, um, that's my bit of advice to everyone: is don't settle for what you have if it's not in your budget. Argue your way down because most likely you can. So that that's my yeah. bit of advice. I love it. I love it. Like Tony, this is a great place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah. So our website is www.toneitstudios.com. And then you can find us on social media on Facebook under Tone It Studio. Uh, Instagram is tone underscore it underscore studio. And um, yeah, you can find us all there. Again, we run virtual programming. I know this is a nationwide podcast. So if you're looking for a virtual program, we run eight week programs and you can find us on our website and that program will be up and available for uh, January. And, um, but if you're in the Chicagoland area, please reach out to us. And um, again, you can reach us on any of those platforms and I'm usually the one answering everything. It's usually just me. So you'll get me if you uh, reach out. So those are, our three platforms that we use right now there we go tony look we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road just do me a favor and stick around for one second if you can just like let you know how you're going to get the podcast i would appreciate it i'm just going to close out everybody else here all right uh, and to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you want to come and join us talk about your fitness business click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Emmanuel from Unified Fitness in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. What's up, Emmanuel? How are you today? Fabulous. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. I appreciate being here. Awesome. All right. So let's waste no time getting into the details. What is mm-hmm. it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Uh, well, maybe I, well, I, I used to be 400 pounds myself. So I went to, you know, once I got onto a I stopped, I didn't like how I was my size. So I wanted to make a change mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I started working out and started with nutrition. And w- once I made a significant, significant change, I've lost, I, um, I decided I wanted to go into fitness training. And um, uh, I started training people on the side. You know, I was still I was still working in the kitchen, cooking every single day. And um, and then I decided to take a leap and and go into going to personal training school. So which I did, and um, and that was back in two thousand and three years after I lost the weight, two thousand five six, and. After I finished school, I opened up um, Unified Fitness in 2008, and I've been running ever since. Wow! Okay. I started the gym in my home, okay. in my basement. Yeah. And um, I started with a few clients, dropping tracks and letting people know about me and what I do, and um, what my what my focus was and is, and. Uh, and it's, it grew from there. Went from my house to my first studio in Rosendale, then my next studio in, in High Park. Awesome. Okay, so started with your own experience and then kind of wanting to help other people. Uh, and I like that you started in your house first, yes. you know, and, and built it up from there. Uh, yes. A lot of people don't do that. You know, a lot of times they just kind of dive right into full facility and it's a lot at first. So Right. It was actually hindsight. It, it, it was a great start. It is better to start from a, a smaller venue, your home, which is could be your home or mm-hmm. your apartment, you know, and, and, and most people say, who's going to go to your house? Who's going to go to your basement? Who's going to, you know, that's what people tell you. And um, so it really is all about what you want in your belief and, 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 and your attraction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it started with, with that, you know, Absolutely. Um, I believed it and people was attracted and it grew. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, you've been in the game for a while now, so you did something right. That's for sure. (laughs) All right. Uh, So what does your business model look like today? What kind of services are you offering? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through what that looks like. Um, I do semi-privates mostly, one-on-ones. I do both semi-privates, one-on-one. And, um, but mostly nowadays, semi-private. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Cause it allows and you to help doing. more people, but then also it's more, uh, like one-on-one attention. Right. Well, um, with the semi-private, it just, it opens, it opens up your time and opens up your Absolutely. day and you're not, um, and you can, if you got the mindset to do so, you can um, train multiple people in in the same amount of time and give them, mm-hmm. getting them the same results. So once you once you master that, it's um it's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But your All first, right. you know, my for business, my first in business, my first mindset is not, you know, um, revenue. It's how can I help this individual, and how can I be real to this person and 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 um, and then everything else comes after that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the more people you help, the more revenue you generate. Anyway, and they kind of go. Once hand they in trust hand. you, you know, because really that's that's what you want. You want people to trust you, 
you want to tell people the truth. You want to, that's my model. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. No fluff, no illusion. Just, just what it is. Right. You know, yeah. and you either, and, and that's how it goes. So you, you go, you stay at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people don't buy from people they don't trust anyways. So, you know, well, trust is do. super important. People, people buy the gimmick nowadays. Whatever the mm -hmm. gimmick is, it don't matter if they trust you or not, they want something. So people buy the gimmick and then and and hoping that what you say is some truth for that to that because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people is trust is usually secondary. So I get people that will follow the gimmick. I would tell people go follow the gimmick and then come back and see me if it doesn't work. <sighs> and that's what happens 95% mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and how many members are you currently serving at your facility? Oh, I can, um, anywhere between 50 and a hundred. Yeah. Okay. And is that because do you not have people on reoccurring memberships? Do they purchase packages or how do you structure things on that side of things? I'm on reoccurring membership. So uh, either people buy a year of work, of um, training, mm -hmm. to, or um, I don't do reoccurring. I do, I set it up on the on whether you want to sign it. There's, there's, every month it's, is if you want to sign up, it's on you. So there's no, I don't have anybody's credit card or anybody's um, inf account information. You ready to come back? It's on you. That's how it goes. Okay. So are people paying on a monthly basis? Are you you checking in with people every month for payment? I see people. Or? I see everybody. No, people come see me when it's time to pay. They said, man, it's time for you to, me to pay. I can, you know, so really, like I said, I don't chase money. Money chase me, right? So... I um I have a I have a standard that I follow and I want my whole model is you know I'm going to do I'm accountable to you I need you to be accountable to me mm -hmm. and for the most part that's what it is so I'm not a, so I don't want to be my business is not set on set up on chasing the dollar right so because people know that I want to believe because people know that um, um that. I, 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 I keep my clients, you know, I always get new clients and, um, and, and referrals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of others that would love that system to work for them, but as far as being able to rely on that on a monthly basis, it makes it a little bit hard sometimes if you don't have people on reoccurring memberships or if you so everybody's just paying everybody's coming to you and throwing money at you on a monthly basis for 20 years okay well <laughs> I, you should write a book i'm telling you well listen people don't believe it i talk i talk about it all the time but you know 20 years i've been doing this for i have i've been working for for myself since i was 27 years old and um yeah. You know, that, that's the way I've done it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what does, but your... this business is about this business really in longevity, longevity tell you, is about trust and people will stick with you. That model of people, it's a hard model to catch, but it's a long, it's a longevity model. Everybody's trying to find out what's that thing that's going to stick. The thing's going to stick if people trust you. The money comes later. I believe that with my whole heart. So for me, so I don't have a pattern or, uh, or I don't follow what's, what's going or what most gyms follow to stay alive. I have a, a pattern that I follow and it has worked for me. You know, even through the pan pandemic, even when I wasn't training clients, clients were sending me money because, you know, you know, they said, man, I know there's a pandemic, you know, but I'm going to send you, I want things to keep going and keep going. And then I started doing stuff on Zoom they wanted my clients wanted to do things on Zoom, and I wasn't even ready to go on Zoom. And they were saying, uh, let's do Zoom. I said, we're going to open up in a few minutes, in a few months, or a few weeks. And uh, they kept pressing. Let's do it. You know, a few weeks passed. And I said, okay, you know, 
we'll we'll do Zoom. And um, all the few people I had to go buy a computer from my home, set it up, called a few people. That fifty people signed up that that very day, you know, and that was on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I was running Zoom from five a.m. to five p.m. You know, so it's you know my motto is building building trust and 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 taking away the 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 falsehood as much as I can mm -hmm. of of this 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 thing we call fitness and getting getting healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so now, as far as reaching more people, helping more people, getting the word out there about what it is that you do, how do you go about doing that? Most of my business is word of mouth. I don't do much of um, advertising you know i do a little bit of facebook a little bit of um but i walk on the street and people say oh you train and i meet a client just like that you know, so i've been blessed to um just you know get people on the fly or somebody recommend me to somebody or um i walk down the street and get a client just by somebody asking a question you know but do i do advertisement not really. Should I do advertise? Probably a little bit more, but to be honest, I don't advertise. <laughs> okay. I mean, so you've gotten to the point now where you're at as far as just referrals and word of mouth go. So do you think that there's a whole group of people that just don't know that you're there? Um, oh, yes, I, I, I do know that. I do know that. Um, I know if I start advertising that I will get more people. I do know, I know that, but um, I just haven't, I just haven't, um, I really haven't found the, um, the right system to advertise on or that I would love to, to, to uh, work with, or, you know, um, I wasn't really excited about advertisement, <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Okay. Why is that? Why are you not? Well, for a new business, when I was, for a new business, you know, when I was, when I started um, so long ago, it, it was, it was um, give, give, give before I even made with advertising, mm -hmm. you know? So I was, I was really giving out and the return was short. Mm -hmm. So, and, and if I kept doing that, I would have went under in five years because, mm -hmm. you know, people was put me in, you know, advertisement was, you had click, you had click by, uh, and a lot of people would click and they want their little money at the end of the month through the click. Sometimes if you're, you know, you can make something, but it's gone because it was just clicking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really, Advertising for me wasn't wasn't business pushing friendly, especially not in the big beginning. So I did my own stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I did I did my street walking, car flyers, you know, and I brought in my clients that way. And 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 you know, I started my gym with five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Now I got equipment that's over hundred thousand dollars up in here, and I don't owe anybody anything. Mm -hmm. So it's. It's, I, you know, so I'm, I'm happy I started that way and I'm comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Okay. Looks like we lost video. Oh, did I? Yeah. That's me hitting buttons over here. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're back. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. As far as the advertising goes, it definitely needs to be set up properly. Uh, if you're not getting at least three to one return, spending a dollar, getting three back, doesn't make sense to doesn't use make sense. advertising. It doesn't, and usually in the beginning, you're not getting that. When you're when when the business is starting, you're not getting that. You're not getting that three to one. You're getting that. You might get one in the three. They taking three. <laughs> so, well, there's a lot of things that play into that, right? So having it set up properly, targeted properly, making sure that uh, it's not just a boosted post. You know, there's a difference between a boosted post and an ad campaign. Uh, huge difference I did there. Better. I had a company that did my, I, I did better. I did better putting a, 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 a picture on Facebook. And this is just, I mean, I'm not saying there's no other way. 
than I did with somebody pushing, paying somebody mm -hmm. to advertise for me. You know what I'm saying? Just by putting a, a, a photo, mm -hmm. right? Of myself sometimes. I would get three clients, just mm -hmm. a photo versus giving someone. So that's why I stopped advertising because it was like, that was a no brainer then. I'm, I'm getting three people calling me from a picture versus I'm, I'm paying out all this money and I ain't getting no return. Mm -hmm. And I'm paying, I'm paying that with the people I got from the pictures. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a no brainer for me. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there are plenty of companies out there that promise X amount of leads right. that never actually convert into memberships, right? It doesn't right. matter if you have a million leads, if they don't convert into memberships, then it doesn't matter. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said there. Things absolutely need to be set up properly. The other side of that is what you're collecting on day one from a membership. Because if somebody's coming in and they're putting down, they're committing to a membership, they're paying enough money up front to cover the cost of acquiring them, then you're in a good position. But in most situations, that's not the case. Well, it's not because it's trust. Because people are not going to drop, people's not going to drop a high in piece of, uh, uh, they're not going to drop a lot of money in the beginning if they're just meeting you, right? So they might buy a few, you know, for for most trainers, they might they might buy a few sessions, then warm up to them, or they might buy a package, and then the package is spread out how they want to spread it out, right? So, you know, but the way I do it is different. It's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can build trust on day one. Somebody can come in and the first day that they meet you, they can trust you. They can feel that you're genuine, that you actually want to help them. That that can happen. That has happened. But for for the um, for the for the masses or for the majority of my clients, no. Everybody want to want, even though they like you, or they trust you. It's it's, it's letting go. <laughs> it's, it's let me. Do I want to let go of this three month package or this year package right away? Do I let me see? Is he accountable and committed? And, and so and, and not just me. Them. It's two sided. They want to be accountable, and committed before. They let go of that 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 fund. So once they see that I'm accountable, and and I can help them get accountable, it's a it's a it's a it's a wash. They're on nine times out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's that old saying like you can lead a, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, it is two sided. So you could do everything on your part, but if they're not committed. If they're not committed, they won't call me. So most people that call me is most people that come call me is ready. They they're ready to do something. Mm -hmm. Now you know how much and how far is the next question. Mm -hmm. But most people that call me, they're ready to do something. They're ready to start somewhere. Now it's just figuring out where they want to start. And for me, I, it don't it doesn't matter where they start. You know, it's just start. I can once I get you to start. I can get you in nine times a 10 long-term because I'm going to give you all of me. And, 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 and so if, if, if that's what you want, if you're looking for, then you're going to stay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so what are your goals look like for the business? Where are you looking to take this thing? What are you working on right now within the business? What's that next step for you? Well, um, I'm always looking for continuous growth, you know, mm -hmm. now whether that's a, um, a bigger facility or um, 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 foundation, which is a client foundation, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm always, my biggest thing I'm always looking for is satisfied, a satisfied customer. You know, I want my people to be satisfied because if they satisfied then and, and happy, then I don't have, you know, much to worry about. You know, okay. I'm, I'm going to always grow. I'm going to always get to client, you know. So I'm a big believer on, you know, uh, 
trust and accountability when it comes down to to everything in life, you know. But uh, but for my for my business, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's mom, go ahead. So um, yeah. So I just look at from from most uh, business for personal training businesses, or I just look at it and do it differently. Okay, so what steps are you taking to get to that next level of, level of growth, to help people to potentially get into that larger facility in the future? What, uh, what steps are you taking now to set yourself up for that? Um, right now, really, is, is just finding the, right, finding the right building. So if I want another building, I mean, really... Uh, that's it. <laughs> it's finding the right, it's me finding the right spot, mm -hmm. you know, cause, um, that, that would probably be my only, um, uh, stop. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Everything finding else the is right... in play. Okay. So <laughs> if you found that larger spot today and it was perfect, you would be able to move into that right now. I will be able to get stuff started. Yeah. Without a problem. Mm-hmm. Got it. All righty. Awesome. Um, okay. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, doing their own thing, going their own way, what would that be? What is one of the most important things you've learned over the time uh, in ownership? Um, be honest to people. Mm -hmm. Be good to people. Be, uh, be, be honest to what you do. Love what you do, and people will love what you. Know, people will love you back. It's no secret to this thing. It's um, it's just about accountability. You know, if people find trust in you, they're gonna follow you. They they they. If they find that you're doing trickery stuff or gimmicky stuff, then you're not gonna last. You know, that's just what it is. So, and it's hard because gimmicks is is pretty in the beginning, but people fall off later. You know, but you tell people the hard truth in the beginning, they might not start with you in it. You know, they might walk off, but they, they're going to walk back. Nine times out of 10, they're going to come see you and say, I remember when you said, and 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 they'll stay with you. I, I get that all the time. Mm -hmm. So tell the hard truth, be about what you stand for something, and people will stand with you and stick with you. And you would yeah. never have to worry about too much in business. You know, that's that's in every business. You know, yeah, I mean, know. being genuine goes a long way. <laughs> being genuine, you know, mm -hmm. you you know, once you start changing, I don't care how good you, once you start changing the recipes, people know. When you start using low quality stuff, people know. Then your restaurant's closed. You think people don't know? People know. So my thing, my big belief is, you know, give people what they deserve. Be honest, be truthful, and whatever you want to do in all your endeavors, you're gonna be successful. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stay true to who you are. Stay true. Stay genuine. And don't and, follow uh, the dollar. Let the dollar chase you. Yeah, chase the smile, right? Chase the smile. <laughs> All right, awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, Unifiedfitness.com, uh, uh, Facebook, on a Unified Fitness, and, and Instagram, Unified Fitness. All righty, pretty straightforward there. All right, so Emmanuel from <laughs> Unified Fitness in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there, and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.